Good morning. Today is July 28th, Sunday, 2019. My name is Whitney Christine Turner. Um, I'm not sure whether this is going to be my story, a way for me to vent, a way for me to say these things that I've held inside and then I've bottled inside. I guess we have to start with my birth. Um, my parents conceived me out of wedlock. And I was, I was conceived in sin. And I know now because of that, for that very reason, I have had to struggle that much harder. I, I didn't get to start on the same square of the same board game of life that everyone else did. I have been attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked spiritually, mentally, physically by people I love. Um, by things I couldn't even see. I grew up in Socorro. Texas until I was maybe about six or seven. My grandmother, my abuelita, uh, grandmother in Spanish, she raised me. Um, she, my mother was 24 when she was pregnant and 25 when she had me and she just believed with all her heart that her life was over, that I that I ended her life and that she wouldn't be able to do all the things that she wanted to do because of me. She hated me and I felt that hate. I felt that hate from the womb. I knew, I knew, I knew she didn't want me. Both of my parents thought they were getting a boy. They, my name was supposed to be Patrick Anthony. They didn't even want me. I... I was very fortunate. My abuelita was a... God-fearing. She was a God-fearing woman. And she was able to put the fear of God... Into anyone... That would stand against her. Anyone, and I mean anyone the demons of the darkness that would occupy other people would shudder at her voice and her words she was she was my son she is my son my my sunshine my rain my world my air my water she is everything and i um at the time that I was growing up in Socorro, my mom uh, had been working at Big Eight, which is a small grocery retail store. And basically, she was so frustrated and just used up from her job that she would come home to my grandmother's house because my, my father, you know, in the army, it was the desert storm year, so he was he was deployed 
over and over again. He would come home for a small time. And my mom would get home from this job that she hated. And she would lash out at me. She would say the ugliest things you couldn't even imagine saying to your daughter. I know now that was that was the devil, demons, darkness, negativity. Whatever you believe in, whatever you believe occupies the hearts of the people you love enough that they may hurt you. Even your own your own mother would curse you. My mother cursed my existence. And she let me she would she, she would remind me every day how inferior I was. How unworthy I was. How undeserving I was. That I I didn't deserve to be alive. I don't deserve to be alive. I, I, I believe that with all my heart. I feel like I was a glitch in the system. And like everything would have worked seamlessly if it weren't for me. Um... My my grandmother was an amazing woman because she was so quick to cut down my mother when she was acting evil and just consumed, possessed. She was my protection. She, and she um she ended up getting ovarian cancer. Recovered lung cancer, recovered ovarian cancer again, recovered. She got elected by Mount Carmel a Cancer Treatment Center in El Paso. And basically, she all her medical treatment was paid for. Chemo, medication, 24-hour care. It was all paid for it was all paid for every single thing was paid for and she she had a stroke shortly after that third time that she she got cancer she went through rehab she learned to walk again and then the cancer came back and at that point my family was so tired of taking care of my grandmother. You have to understand that she was the most independent woman ever. And she depended on no one except my grandfather and God. And... um. She 
she slowly let go. Um, I would go over and I would see the way that my family would treat her. She would get impatient that they wouldn't do it right or they were taking too long when she needed help going to the bathroom. And at that point, she she couldn't, she couldn't stand on her own. But she would she would do everything to try. She would try to do everything on her own because she thought it was so weak and she absolutely loathed. She loathed looking weak or being weak because she knew she was so strong. My family spited her. They they said ugly things to her. They spoke. They spoke badly about her. Terrible, terrible things. Terrible things that a child should never have to hear. She passed away in March of 2011. And I died that day. My heart was so good, despite being jaded, despite being attacked by my mother and sometimes even my father. I I watched her slip away. I watched her. I watched her eyes get further and further away. I had I had the same nightmare for a year. I knew she was dying as a child. I was 10, 11. I knew what was happening. I just, I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't acknowledge it. And I ran to video games. I ran to video games because that was the only place that I had control. And I ran away when she needed me the most. She was my sunshine. She protected me. She gave me light. She loved me. She healed me. And I left her. I left her. I left her. I left her to die alone. I left her to wallow in her fear. I let her I let her trap herself inside her mind. I know now that she's, she gave up. She couldn't fight anymore. She didn't have the strength and we weren't lending her hours. How could we expect her? After she had been so strong, she had eight children. She crossed over from Mexico. She brought her children with her. She needed our strength. And we held on to it selfishly. She needed her family. We weren't there for her. I wasn't there for her. 
That's why I don't deserve to be alive. The woman who gave... Who... Brought me into life. Taught me responsibility. Taught me what it meant to be loved. She... That woman was everything... Is everything to me. And I have... I I shuddered. I, I turned my back to God when she died. I blamed him. I told him. I told him that he was evil and he was a corrupt and he was just... He left me alone to suffer and he took my son away. He took my whole... She, he took my whole world away from me. And... I hated him. I hated God. I hated him. I hated him. I hate him. Maybe part of me still does. And unfortunately... That's that's why I am where I am. I I let my fears consume me to the point where I watched the person I loved the most. I watched her die. I watched her shrivel into nothing. I I watched her turn into a husk of her former glory and her grace. And I watched her die. I didn't speak words of comfort. I didn't. I didn't hold her hand. I was so scared that I was going to hurt her and that I could. I, I did nothing. I did nothing. She did everything for me and I did nothing. Nothing. So, I know I said this was going to be my story, but if we're being realistic, I, I hope this helps me. I hope this helps me at least just admit everything in my heart. I, I looked... This is just the beginning. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface. There's so much more suffering. There's so much more pain and wallowing. And just horrible, horrible examples of humanity. But I want to take a moment to um, reach out and share with you. Um, there's uh, this website. It's copebetter.com. C-O-P-E-B-E-T-T-E-R dot com. And it took me, I am, I just recently turned 25. And I am barely realizing that I have survivor's guilt. What is survivor's guilt? Uh, quoting this article on copebetter.com. Uh, Survival guilt is best described as a mental condition that occurs when a person perceives themselves to done something wrong by surviving a traumatic event when others did not. The survivor may feel guilty in response to events that happened during the trauma, such as what she, he, or did or did not do, what, 
what they did or did not say may be becoming paralyzed with fear in the moment. It is also common for survivors to experience guilt in connection with other survivors and or for those who suffered more or perished. Um, it's, it's, it can weigh heavily on a human spirit. Feeling guilty is common. Um, it can be hard to process and hard to understand. The guilt of being alive is heavy. Wanting to smile about surviving, but not sure if the people around you are ready As the world mourns the victims killed and viciously slain, I feel guilty for screaming about my legs in pain because I could feel nothing like the other 49 who weren't so lucky to feel this pain of mine. I never thought in a million years that this would happen. I never thought that in a million years I could witness something so tragic. That was from Patience Carter, a victim of the Pulse nightclub massacre. Um, this is how you know if you or someone you know has survivor's guilt. The person has been through a traumatic event, um, recent terror from shooting, uh, war, becoming a refugee, uh, surviving any type of event that would be considered an extraordinary event is a precursor to survivor's guilt. Since surviving the traumatic event, you see a change in behavior. With survivor guilt, it is common to observe a difference in the survivor's demeanors and or actions. You may notice small to fairly significant changes in behavior. With the most common signs or symptoms being as follows. Change in mood. Increased feelings of anxiety. Anger. Depression, mood swings, an increased startle response, essentially reacting to situations. Uh, hypervigilance to, to surroundings, reports of the inability to sleep, insomnia, report of nightmares, isolating behavior, not wanting to be around other people, use, use of guilt-laden language, I still can't believe it, I feel like... It should have been me. Why did I survive and he didn't? I don't deserve to be here. I want to emphasize that a change in mood, a sense of disbelief or guilt about the traumatic event will increase insomnia, nightmares, isolating behavior, verbally or mentally relieving the event or expressing guilt about surviving the event are normal. These are symptoms and indicators of survivor guilt and are the highest immediately after a traumatic event. How to help someone, how to help survive, uh, support someone with survivor's guilt. One, acknowledge what they have been through. Allow time to mourn. Create an environment that facilitates openness. Let the survivor know that it is okay to talk about the event and to feel connected to it. Actively listen without judgment or opinions. Allowing the survivor to share as much or as little as desired. Conversely, if you feel unable to attentively listen without forcefully giving your opinion or becoming emotionally reactive, direct the survivor to more supportive people. 
demonstrate kindness and patience. Act normal. You might feel uncomfortable or unsure how to act after this event. The best advice is to act normal as possible. This will help the survivor better adjust to life after the event. Check in with them. See how they're acclimating. Uh, if you notice any new or unusual behavior, offer support. Seize a time that feels right. Seven, suggest professional help. There is no timeline for healing or mourning. Survivor's guilt can morph into PTSD if left untreated. It can... If you have any questions... um. I'm going to go ahead and share the link. And this was written by Lori Omara. Thank you so much, Lori. Um, this is just the first episode. And what I've shared with you is just a page in my long story that's still being written. I hope that whoever hears my voice and listens to this, I hope they, they can find some comfort. That they are not alone. It feels like the world is ending. It feels like everyone's moving on. You feel like you are less than human for smiling within a month of their death. I... I, I want to heal... I want to heal myself. I want to love myself. I want to protect myself. Because as soon as I do those things for myself, I can do them for others. But I have to start with myself. That's why I'm here. I hope I can help someone. Or I hope this really... This process really helps me. I I know some of you may not be religious. I honestly was not religious at all when I walked away from God and I now I I have my own relationship with him and I'm working on it whatever you believe in whether it's mother earth spirit the universe the infinite space um you have to believe that there is something greater than you that you are not just a speck of dust caught in a current, that you matter, that you have the ability to influence others, you have the ability to set your intentions out there, you have the ability to prevent and love and protect others the way you needed to, the way you know now what you needed. I... I'm not a licensed professional. I, I've i barely uh, spoken to a therapist or a psychiatrist. Um, I, I cannot legally give you any advice. All I can say is that you're not alone. If you're listening to this, you're not alone. Other people are suffering with you, and we are trying to smile through it. And I might not know you, I might not know your face or your name, but you're my brother, or you're my sister, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. 
You deserve happiness. You do not deserve the past. You may have made bad choices. Um, it's, it's a bad day. A couple of bad days, maybe a couple of bad weeks, a bad month, a bad year. But it is not a bad life. It is a bad life if you make it. Heaven and hell are here on earth. And with our choices, we rise into heaven or we stay in the middle or we fall into hell. And it all happens here on earth. You choose. You choose where you want to rest your heart and your head. And your soul. Please don't forget.